Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. I'm going to give you my overall impressions of the first three episodes of Andor, the new Star Wars series streaming on Disney Plus this week. So I'm going to do a longer podcast, not only on Andor, but the fact that my podcasts are a little bit different than others. I wish I had the time to sit down and do all the research and find clips and give you a fully fleshed out and researched podcast. But most of my podcasts are usually off the top of my head, whatever's on my mind that day. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt when you listen to my podcast. There are some guys out there doing YouTube videos that are amazing. I just wish I had that kind of time. So Andor debuted this week, and I got to be honest with you, over the last year or so, I've decided to jump off the hype trains for anything Marvel or Star Wars. Disney is one of the best marketing companies on the planet, and so I'll watch a trailer for an upcoming Marvel movie or a trailer for an upcoming Star Wars show, and that will be it. I don't watch any of the other interviews, the extras, the, the scenes, the I just don't want to get involved in the hype. I really want to watch the show or movie and take it on its own merits. So I've got a buddy. He and I are going to do a YouTube channel together. And he was all psyched and he was watching all the extras and he was ready for the show. And I'm ambivalent. I watch nothing about it. I love Rogue One. I love um, everybody involved with this. I was, you know, in, in the back of my mind, I was like, I hope it's good. But I had no excitement about it. I didn't care. It didn't matter one way or the other. And I had some time last night and I sat down and I watched all three episodes in a row like one of my other review friends suggested and it's the best thing since the first two star wars movies um it's star wars for adults my short version of this is there's nothing cute in here to sell toys not that they won't sell a toy of the robot or the droid or whatever or the ships but ever since well after empire Star Wars made more money on marketing than it did at the box office, even though it was a huge box office hit. And that continued throughout the Star Wars. And from Return of the Jedi on, there was always an eye with, how are we going to sell toys with this? We got Ewoks instead of more Chewbacca's or whatever. You know, they made certain decisions to give us cutesy things that they could do on bed sheets and, and action figures and things like that. So that's always kind of been a part of the thing, but wasn't on the, f- not really at all in the first movie and very little in Empire Strikes Back. Other than Yoda, there's not a whole bunch of cute stuff in Empire Strikes Back either. But from Return of the Jedi on, there was always something cute made the show or the movie more family-oriented and all that. I don't, you know, nothing against where it went, but Andor reminds me of that feeling you had when you watched the first Star Wars. You were learning about the universe. You didn't have this... There was nothing cute about it. It was just... It was a learning experience. It was... uh, coming up to speed on the characters, the universe, the mythology, and all that. The second movie, darker, bigger, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, Star Wars became whatever Star Wars became. But watching Andor, there's no Force, there's no lightsabers, there's none of that. There's no Skywalker family in this. It is a um, kind of how, and that's what they say in the marketing, so I'm not giving anything away. This is how the rebellion starts five years before the Battle of Yavin. Um which was the end of Return of the Jedi, and we beat the Empire, supposedly, J.J. Abrams movies aside. So the short version is, if you liked Rogue One and you like that idea of an adult Star Wars that doesn't have any cute stuff in it, then there you go. Andor is your cup of tea, I would I would think. Now, I posted that today on my Facebook, and there were a few of my friends, and I didn't like it at all, or I didn't get it, or whatever, and I get that too. I've said in previous podcasts, I like the fact that we're to the point in geekdom and fandom where not everything is for everybody. This is out there to appeal to people who are into 
the Rogue One style of storytelling. Whereas I think Mandalorian kind of went off on a path to go more family oriented. Nothing against Baby Yoga or Grogu or Mandalorian. I don't like the bait and switch that was pulled on the whole uh, uh, Boba Fett show, but what's coming up in Mandalorian looks amazing. And I love that show, but it very much is in the vein of star Wars, what star Wars has been before. Cause we finally got into the Skywalker family. Luke even makes an appearance, you know, and now we've got princess Leia in the, uh, the Ewan McGregor show, the Kenobi show. So it's nice to have no connective tissue to Skywalker, no connective tissue to the force, no connective tissue to those other tropes. And they really have to double down on the stuff that makes it very, you know, Star Warsy. So, that all that being said, I'm very excited about uh, where Endor is going, and I love the actors and everything they're doing with it, and the director and everything else. I think Tony Gilroy was had the right idea to make a series out of this. It's a pe- prequel to a prequel, but we're getting a different version of Diego Luna's character, um, which I like. He's not, you know, he hasn't seen it all, done it all, and it's a little. He's more idealistic, and and we're getting into some of his problems that led to this. And it's funny, some of my friends that didn't get it, and I totally understand, but I can see where this is going, if you can't. This is the beginning of the rebellion. At the very end of the third episode, they kind of flash around to some of the characters and what happened to them, and as they ruminate on what's happened. And basically, the rebellion is started by some, some guys who are not yet the Empire trying to make a name for themselves and doing stupid things. I mean, and pissing some locals off. That honestly is the crux of these first three episodes and how this all starts. They should have left it alone and they made it worse. And now everybody's got this idea that, you know, we need to stand up for that. I think it's great the way they put it together. You could take Star Wars completely out of everything. And this could be in a foreign country. It could be in the past. It, it, the story is good. The characterizations and all that. I like the trappings of Star Wars and the spaceships and the science fiction of it all. But honestly, you take any good science fiction story and strip the science fiction out of it, you still should have a good story there. You've got good characterizations. You're learning things about the universe. It's showing you a different side of things you already know, that kind of thing. And I think they do a great job with Andor. I don't want to oversell it like I did on my post today. I said it's the best thing I've seen since the first two Star Wars movies. But I honestly feel that. I honestly feel I would go back and watch this before I'd watch a J.J. Abrams movie. Now, I like the J.J. Abrams movies for the eye candy that they are and and the chances they took. I don't think it all worked. I don't think they stuck the landing. But I enjoy those movies because they look amazing. They sound amazing. They're great home video things. And I don't hate them. I, I, I enjoyed them for what they are. They don't change the original movies or where we're going in that original universe. I'm the farther we get away from the prequels, the less I'm enamored of those. I pull them out every once in a while, but they're just too long, too political, too much. I don't care about. They should have stayed to the crux of the story, I thought. But it was George Lucas's vision. The difference between the original Star Wars movies and the prequel Star Wars movies is now we don't have one person's vision. We have a team of people putting these things together. They're more successful on some than others. And that's okay to me. I I like the fact that both Star Wars and Marvel are taking chances and not trying to do the same thing over and over because that would get boring. And that's what they've been accused of. And 
I got to tell you, people are talking bad about Marvel Phase 4. I'm sorry. I it's Not everyone has been my favorite movie, but they don't have to be. I've been interested in a lot of them. I like that they've taken chances. They didn't all work. Some of the movies aren't my favorite, but that's okay. They learn from that, and they'll make better stuff. And I like the fact they're taking chances. Same thing with Star Wars. Don't you think at some point when they brought this up, they were like, A, the character died in Rogue One. B, no lightsabers, no force, no Star Wars stuff. C, no cutesy characters to make toys out of. Why are we going to greenlight this? But you've got a guy who wrote Rogue One, who came at the, the whole mythology from a different point of view. And they said, you know, there's probably some people out there that would like to see more of that point of view in this universe. And so you have Andor, the story of a character. We kind of know what's going to happen in the end to him, but the prequel seems to be very interesting. I like exploring other sides. There's a lot of Solo that I didn't like, but the exploring the underworld of Star Wars, I really did. There were some parts of Solo that I really, really did like, and I think those kind of carry over to Andor. And, of course, Andor feels like Rogue One. So everybody's in it. I would like to see Mr. Skarsgård a little bit more, but they just introduced him in the first three episodes, so I'm sure we will see. Also, according to the poster, we're waiting on Forrest Whitaker and a few other characters to show up. So this is only the beginning, but honestly, watch the first three episodes if you can in one sitting, because it really should have been one single pilot movie. The threads that start in the first episode wrap up in the third, and it just kind of all comes together to go, okay, now I'm ready to go on this journey. But maybe not so much on the first episode or second episode, but by the third one, I was totally into it. I think it's as close to perfect as what they were trying to get across as it could be, and I have high hopes for where it goes. Andor, streaming now on Disney+. Plus. The first three episodes are available. They'll be dropping more each week, I guess. Hmm, that works for some shows. Probably going to work for this one. Scott Hamilton, Rockfile. My links are below. I will do a more in-depth, and when I start my YouTube channel with my buddy Chris, we will go way in-depth on these things. But again, I try and keep my podcast light, easy, short, um, just the basics of what I thought about it, and you always need to make your own judgments. Don't think that when I say a movie or a TV show or an album is like the best of the year, at least my favorite of the year, I try not to use best because everybody's opinion is subjective. You may not like this, but maybe you like Mandalorian more. I don't know, but I dug this it, right in my, right, right in the kisser. I liked it. So anyway, Andor, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile. My links are below. Thank you for following me. Starting to get quite a bit of traction on YouTube. If you're not subscribed over there, please do so. Big things are coming. Have a great day.